All right, Jabo say good morning. Let us begin. Let us begin. I apologize. I don't have the sponsorship sheet here. My apologies. So all I have are the Talmud Torah sponsors. If we if there are additional sponsors, I will make sure Mir Tashem to send that out later on. My apologies. My apologies. So to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat, the Elbaum family for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month in memory of their beloved husband, father, Jerry, Yaakov, couple, Ben Avram, Menachem, Zichron, Livracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, and the families a Nechama. I also thank Mrs. Bracha Strimber for being our Talmud Torah sponsor for Shvat, dedicating all the Shirin Drashos in memory of her husband, Avi Strimber, Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi. Zichron of the Bracha, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, and the Shamal have an Aliyah and the family a Nechama. And I'll say with that, let us begin. So another exciting daf ahead of us today in the world, Baruch Hashem of Karbanos, uh, with, with a couple of other uh, couple of other things sprinkled here and there. So I'll say, so let us begin. Today's daf is Samech Aleph, 61, and we are picking up Emir Hashem on the bottom of Samech Amid Beis, 60B, the first wide line on the bottom. Five lines are from the bottom. Uh, six, uh, six lines are from the bottom. First wide line. So we also have some, I, I hope, Mir Tashem, that we will have, I think we'll have time today to catch up on a little bit of halacha lamaisa, because of course it's interesting, it's interesting to see how many of these disputes are resolved in halacha. First, Lagabe Karbanos in general, but also for Karban Pesach. So let's begin. So here's the Shaila. Pesach Sheshachtu Bishayimos Hashanah Bishinui Bailim Mahu. So we'll say, remember again, we've spoken about this before. You have a carbon Pesach that is shechted during the rest of the year. Now we'll say, remember again, the Pesach itself, a carbon Pesach itself, fits into the Shlamim category. Right? That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the classification of a carbon Pesach. So in the situation over here, what you have is you have a carbon Pesach that was shechted during the rest of the year. So you're shechting it during the rest of the year for the sake of Pesach. For the sake of Pesach, which, which in and of itself is problematic. But again, you're doing it by Shinoi Bailin. But Shinoi Bailin means you're doing it for the sake of someone other than the intended owner. In other words, let's say it's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi who are bringing this quote-unquote carbon Pesach together in Shvat. Right? In Shvat, they bring carbon Pesach. So they want to offer up the carbon Pesach, and it's offered up with Shinoi Bailin. So it's offered up not for Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, but instead it's offered up for, uh, you know, Yisachar, Zvulun, and Binyamin. Okay, that's Shimei Bailin. So Mahu, so we'll say, what is the halacha? What is the status of the karban? So do we say like this? Do we say that Shinoi Bailin, in other words, a, a change in ownership, or a change in owner, is Kishinoi Kodesh? Is the same is the same ultimately again as a change in sacrificial status umachshile, and therefore by definition the carbon is kosher. Let's go back to what we said yesterday. If you have an animal that was designated as a carbon pesach in shvat in shvat, so this right the animal is designated as a carbon pesach in shvat, and you slaughter it, but then when you slaughter it, you do what's called the shinui kodesh. You slaughter it with the intention not that it's a pesach, but it's a shlamin. What's talacha? What's talacha? Carbon is kosher. Carbon is good, right? Actually, because also remember again, it sounds counterintuitive because normally we think Shinui Kodesh, you went ahead and you switched the designation of the carbon. Of course, that's invalid. So that's invalid when the carbon is being offered up in the normal context. But if you're offering up a carbon Pesach in Shabbat 
and you do a Shinoi Kodesh, that's actually good. That's actually good. So do we say now, we'll say, this is, the same, that's the, this is the same type of case, but in this case, instead of doing a Shinoi Kodesh, you are doing a Shinoi Bailim. You're not offering it up for the intended owners, you're offering it up for a different set of owners. So what do we say? So do we say that Shinoi Bailim, Kishinoi Kodesh, So do we say that a change in ownership is just like a change in Kodesh, and therefore the carbon actually makes it kosher. Others will say, in this case, in this case, a deviation is actually what has the possibility to make the carbon kodesh. Olo, or not. Or do we say no, at the end of the day, maybe the only thing that actually makes the carbon kodesh is what? Is what? Shinui Arash that makes the carbon kosher is a Shinui Kodesh and not Shinui Bailim. Amra Papa, Amrisa Lishmaisa Kamidrava. So Papa said, I said this over in front of the pres in front of Rava, the following. Listen to this interesting argument. Since Shinui Kodesh puzzles the carbon when it's offered up in its time, in other words, if you were, when you're offering up a carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach, and let's say instead of Pesach you had in mind for a Shlamim or for a Chatos, whatever, something other than Pesach, that would invalidate the carbon. Furthermore, offering up the carbon for the wrong owners also invalidates the carbon. So therefore, I both say, just like Shinui, so watch this, Shinui Kodesh, which will invalidate the carbon Pesach when being offered up on Erev Pesach, but yet is what saves the carbon Pesach when it's offered up in Shvat. So to again, the logic is that Shinoi Bailim, which will invalidate the carbon when being offered up on Erev Pesach, should also go ahead and validate the carbon when being offered up in Shvat. In other words, Rabosai, what Rav Papa is trying to posit is as follows. Essentially, whatever would invalidate the carbon at, on Erev, a carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach, should validate it when it's not, when the current Pesach is being offered not on Erev Pesach. What's the basic logic? The basic logic is, really I will say, listen to this, it's going to sound strange. In order for a carbon Pesach to be kosher during the rest of the year, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? You need essentially to render it a non-Pesach. That, that's pretty much how it works. The same thing that makes a carbon Pesach puzzle on Erev Pesach, in other words, if you make it a non-Pesach, on Erev Pesach, either with Shinui Kodesh or Shinui Bailim, will render it unfit. That's the same thing that should make it fit when you're offering the carbon Pesach in Shvat. Because then what you're doing is, on Shvat, you're, you're, you're removing it from Pesach. Well, removing it from the designation of carbon Pesach is exactly what I need to do in order to make it sacrificially fit. That's Rav Papa's logic. So the Gemara Siva Amrali, lo. So Rav Papa said, I said this over in front of Rava. And Rava said, no. Nice try, but the argument doesn't work. Why? Because I'll tell you why. So also remember, all of this is based on Rav Papa's equating Shinoi Bailim to Shinoi Kodesh, to which Rav essentially says they're not really comparable, and I'll tell you why. Because Rav Shinoi Kodesh is a psul in the goof of the carbon. Well, also, what it was, I mean, if you look at Rashi, Rashi's third, third, line, third to last line, P'sula Bagufo, Shemachshavto al Atzmo Shal Karban. Remember again, your Machshava 
is about the very essence of the carbon itself, right? You are repurposing the essence of the carbon. But yet, but yet, I'm sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not Last line, Salma Chalmadez. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So number one, number one. Shinoi Kodesh, when you change the most memory again, Shinoi Kodesh means a change in the designation of the type of carbon itself. That's what he called, Rava calls a psul begufo, right? That's you're changing something inherent in the actual carbon. Furthermore, the Yeshnava Arba Avodos. Shinoi Kodesh applies to the four major Avodos, right? Shrita, Kabbalah, Holacha, Zrika, the four primary blood Avodos. If you have, if you have a machshava of Shinui Kodesh during yeah. any of those four, by definition, the carbon is invalid. Furthermore, top of Samachalid, Aleph, Vyeshno la Achamisa is actually very interesting. Furthermore, a Shinui, the Psul of Shinui Kodesh applies even after the death of the owner of the carbon. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Top Rashi Samachalid from Dalif, Yeshno the Achamisa. Mace, beno mevi carbon aviv. We'll say, for example, let's say Ruvain dies. Ruvain dies. His son Shimon brings the carbon in his stead. Vim shachto shalol deshmo lo ala l'shem chova vachraisa carbon muta al nixi hamais. V'zara lav yisrobo say so again. Even if Shimon goes ahead, let's say Ruvain separate out of chatos, and Shimon decides to bring the animal, but he decides to bring it as an ola, so ultimately the carbon is invalid. So we see that the concept of Shinoi Kodesh applies even after the death of the owner. Furthermore, v'yesh no b'tzibar kebiyachin. And the concept of Shinoi Kodesh will apply ultimately again to communal sacrifices as well as to individual ones. So therefore, I will say, just follow this train of thought for just a moment because this is going to be very important. So Rav Papa, I will say, remember again, we are trying to figure out under what circumstances could a carbon Pesach be kosher if you offer it up during the rest of the year. So Rav Papa posits that if you were... Now, here's what we know from yesterday's stuff. When can you have a kosher carbon Pesach? Well, what, what, what seems to be a case that everybody agrees with your Pesach could be kosher? What we call Shinoi Kodesh, right? If you take an animal that was designated as carbon Pesach, but you don't offer it up as carbon Pesach. Instead, you go and you offer it up as Shlomim. It appears right now everybody will agree, and that's called Shinoi Kodesh, a change in the sacrificial designation. Everyone will agree that under those circumstances, the carbon is fit. The Gemara now raises, what about Shinoi Bailim? Let's say I went ahead and I designated a carbon Pesach. It's Shvat. It's Shvat now. I designated the Pesach in Shvat. I offer up the carbon, and I offer it up the shame carbon Pesach, but it was supposed to be consumed by Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, and instead, I go ahead and shecht it for the purpose of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So there's a shinu about there's a change in ownership. So Rav Papa posits that that should also make the Pesach kosher. Why? Because essentially what Rav Papa does is he links, or he compares, Shinui Bailim to Shinui Kodesh. And he says, whatever is going to validate a carbon, a carbon Pesach, when offered up in the right time on Erev Pesach, should invalidate the carbon, or I should say, whatever invalidates the carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach should validate it during the rest of the year. So just like Shinoi Bailim and Shinoi Kodesh will invalidate a carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach, Shinoi Kodesh and Shinoi Bailim should validate a carbon, a carbon Pesach when it's not Pesach. Okay, so it's a little bit, so, to which Rava responds, you know, you're comparing, but remember, Papa's entire argument is predicated on the fact that he's comparing Shinoi Bailan to Shinoi Kodesh. 
To which Rabbi comes along and says, no, no, they're, they're not really the same, and I'll tell you why. Shinui Kodesh has the following qualities. Number one, Psula Bagufo. There's an inherent psul in the carbon, right? In other words, what you've done is you've changed the designation, which changes the very identity of the carbon. That's different, ultimately, again, well, we'll see in Shinabab. So that's, that's Aleph. Beis, Yeshno Ba'arba Avodos. The concept of Shinui Kodesh, if you have a machshava for Shinui Kodesh in any one of the four Avodos, Shechita, Kabbalah, Holacha, Zrika, that invalidates the carbon. Number three, number three, Shinui Kodesh applies even after the death of the owner. So Ruvain dies, his son Shimon brings the carbon, and Shimon has in mind for Shinui, he changes the designation, the carbon is invalid. And number four, number four, Shinui Kodesh applies both to public and uh, communal and individual sacrifices. Yet, Samachal of second line, Tomar, Bishinui Bailim, Dein Psulo Begufo. Rabbi says, it's different than Shinui Bailim. Why? Shinui Bailim is not a Psul Begufo. Rabbi says, what does this mean? It's actually very intuitive. Right? Shinui Bailim is a change where you're offering up the carbon for someone other than the intended or designated owners. When you make that shift, is that a shift in sacrificial identity? What would you say? No, no, it's not. The carbon is still the carbon, right? The Pesach is still the Pesach. The Shalom is still the Shalom. The Chad is still the Chantos. You've changed a detail. You've changed a detail, meaning the owners. But you, whereas, whereas Shinui Kodesh is a din ultimately in sacrificial identity, Shinui Bailam is not. Furthermore, the Inaba Arba Avodos, the Psul of Shinui Bailam does not apply. Does not apply to the for all four avodos, all four avodos, which therefore also means that Rashi points out the psul of Shinoi Bailim only applies during Zrika. So interesting enough, the only time you can invalidate a carbon by having in mind that someone other than the intended owners are going to consume it is during Zrika. If you have that Makshava during Shrita, during Kabbalah, during Holacha, it does not invalidate the carbon. Furthermore, it does not apply after the death of the owner of the carbon. And furthermore, again, it does not apply both to individual and communal carbonos. So therefore, I will say, Rav, Rav essentially rejects Rav Papa's argument because he said, Rav, 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 Rav Papa, your entire argument is based on the comparison between Shinoi Bailim and Shinoi, or I should say, Shinoi Kodesh and Shinoi Bailim. To which Rava responds, they're not comparable. There are four unique aspects, ultimately again to Shinui Kodesh, that Shinui Bailam does not share. To which the Gemara comments, by the way, So the Gemara comments, Rava, by the way, you're right on two points, but you're wrong on two points. In other words, your argument is correct, that at the end of the day, Shinui Bailam is not like Shinui Kodesh. But whereas you articulated four differences between the two, in fact, there's only two differences. Two of your differences are not differences. Two of your differences are differences. Further, Gemara explains. So remember, the first distinction that Rava wanted to make is that Shinui Kodesh is what, he, what, the, what the Gemara called, what, what Rava called, a psul begufo. That there's a fundamental change 
in sacrificial identity. And Rava posited, Pachinoi Bailin is not a fundamental change in the essence of the carbon. To which the Gemara says, not really, let's read it. The Gemara says, You wanted to say that maybe, maybe, Shinoi Bailim is not a psul begufa. Why? Because it's just a din in kavana, right? You're supposed to have kavana for these owners. Instead, you just have kavana for a different set of owners. Shinoi Kodesh nami psul b'machshava ba'almohi. So we'll say, so what's, what's Shinoi Kodesh? Shinoi Kodesh also is just a cognitive shift. In other words, what the Gemara is suggesting is both of these, both of these changes, Shinoi Kodesh and Shinoi Bailim, are the same. In both situations, you have a Shinoi Machshava. And therefore, again, that equates the two. So remember, difference number one that, that Rava wanted to make between Shinoi Kodesh and Shinoi Bailim, he posited that Shinoi Kodesh is a psul begufo, an inherent change in the identity of the carbon itself, versus Shinoi Bailim, which is a change in, in a detail, to which the Yomar says that is incorrect. They're both the same. They're both what's called a psul b'machshava. Both is, both is a wrong kavana. So in that sense, they're the same. So we're going to knock out that difference. That which you said, that the P'sul Shinoi Bailim does not apply after the death of the owner, well, that's not true either. There is an opinion that holds that Allah Shinoi Bailim does apply Achar Misa as well. If that's the case, ultimately you have to knock off that change as well. So both say, well, remember, so just to follow the flow. So remember, Rava objected to Rav Papa's comparison because he posited that Shinoi Bailim or Shinoi Kodesh is different than Shinoi Bailim in four ways. What the Gemara just did is knocked off the first two, right? Number one was, well, Shinoi Kodesh is a psul, is, is a psul begufo, Shinoi Bailim is not. Not true. They're both a psul b'machshava. Distinction number two is that Shinoi, Shinoi Kodesh applies al-achamisa even after the death of the owner of the carbon, whereas Shinoi Bailam does not. We knock that off as well. They both apply la'achamisa. To which the Gemara says, however, tarti miyadavka. But the last two, the last two ultimately, again, the last two ultimately are, are valid, right? Are valid. Number one, number one, the, or I should say not the last two, it's really two and four are still valid, namely that Shinoi Kodesh applies by all four avodos, whereas Shinoi Bailim only applies by Zrika. That's one. And number two, Shinoi Kodesh applies to, to individual and communal offerings, whereas Shinoi Bailim does not. Right? Shinoi Bailim only applies ultimately again uh, by, by, you're right, only applies by Karbanos Sibor, not by Karbanos Yachid. Good. So the Gemara says, Dafka, So to, at least two of the differences work. So we'll say, Rava accomplished his mission, right? You don't, you don't need all four differences in order to make your point, right? What Rava was trying to prove to Rafapa was what? That Shinoi Bailam is not like Shinoi Kodesh. That's it. That's what, he was, that's what he was setting out to do. And ultimately, he accomplished it. He thought he accomplished it with four differences. In fact, he accomplished it with two differences. So says the Gemara, Ella Amar Rava. So therefore, Rava says like this. So, both say, so therefore, remember, we, we, we still have to answer our core question. What's our core question? If you're shechting a carbon Pesach in Shvat, and you have in mind, you have in mind for Pesach, but you have in mind Shinoi Bailim. You're supposed to shecht it again for Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. And instead you have in mind Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. What is the status of the carbon? Is the Shinoi Bailim 
enough of a disruption to make this a non-Pesach and therefore make it kosher? Or do we say it's not enough of a disruption? You've offered up a carbon Pesach in Shvat and it's totally invalid. Say, Allah Amar Pesach sheshachtu b'sharimos hashanah. So Rav says like this. When you shech the carbon Pesach during the rest of the year, i.e. not on Erev Pesach, b'shinoi b'aylim, and you do it again with the change in ownership. So again, remember, the Pesach was purchased and set aside and to be offered for Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, and you offered up for Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Naaseh kemisha'in lo b'aylim bizmano upasol. Ultimately, they're going to both say, this is very interesting, shinui b'aylim, shinui b'aylim shalo bizmano, is essentially treated as ein lo b'aylim bizmano which essentially means the carbon is possible. So therefore, both say, it turns out, it turns out that halacha lemaisa, if you were thinking about offering up a carbon Pesach during the rest of the year, the only way such a sacrifice ultimately could be kosher is how? Is how? Is if you offered up with a shinui kodesh. Is if you offer it up, not for a Pesach. So both say, it would be a case where a person designated an animal as a carbon Pesach, but yet at the actual time of offering, they have in mind for a shlamim. If you were to offer it up in that way, the carbon would be kosher. But if you were to offer it up, ultimately again, L'Shem Pesach, it would be invalid. Or if you were to offer it up L'Shem Pesach, but even have in mind a different set of owners, Shinoi Bailim, that is not enough to remove its sacrificial identity of Pesach, and ultimately the carbon remains invalid. Very interesting idea. Good. Both let's go weiter. So we, this Mishnah is actually very interesting as well. And we spoke about this. We actually spoke about this um, yesterday. Uh, yesterday or two days ago. Good. So the Mishnah says, So we'll say we'll define all of these terms in the Yermara as well. If you shechted the carbon Pesach, Shaloli Ochlov. For those who won't eat it. Again, we'll define who that is. Shaloli Menuyov. Ultimately, again, for people not counted as part of the Chabura, as we are going to discuss, we'll say, in order to go ahead and, in order to go ahead and eat of the Karban Pesach, you have to be a registered member of a group, of a group. And as we're going to see, that registration has to occur before your Karban Pesach is shechted. Both say, I just say something very interesting. You know that this is one of the big, the big shilas, right? We say in uh, we say in halach ma'anya, kol dichvin kol Right? Whoever's hungry, let him come and eat. Literally, again, whoever is in need, come, let him join our Pesach. That's what it means. Kol whoever is in need, sarich let him come into the house. V'yifsach, v'yifsach literally means join my carbon Pesach. So the shayla that many of the commentaries on God asked, what are you talking about? How can you invite someone over to your home on the night of the Seder to eat the Karban Pesach? After all, again, to eat the Karban Pesach, you have to be registered as part of a Chabura or an Arab Pesach. So the Minchas Asher, Rav Asher Weishlita, in his, in his commentary on God says something so beautiful. He quotes that this paragraph is really Zeich HaLechurban. Halach Ma'anya is there to remember the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And we're lamenting the fact that if tonight, right, without the Beis HaMikdash, if you want to invite last-minute company to join you for the Seder, you have the ability to do so. Why? Because there is no carbon Pesach. Because Bizman HaMikdash, there was no such thing as last-minute company on the night of the Seder. Everyone had to be registered for a carbon Pesach 
ultimately again by Shashchita. Pretty incredible. Uncircumcised individuals. So remember again, an RL can't eat the carbon Pesach. Or for someone who's tummy. So we'll say, if you shecht your carbon Pesach with kavana for any of these individuals, see either people who can't eat from it, we'll discuss who that is, people who are not part of your chabura, uncircumcised individuals, or tameim, right? So if you shecht the carbon Pesach, and these are the bailim, these are the owners, your carbon Pesach is possible. However, what about the following case? The Oklov Shavosai. So this first case is, these are the sole individuals who are consuming the carbon Pesach. So let's say again, there's a Chabura of Arelim, right? The uncircumcised Chabura, right? There are a bunch of people, right? A bunch of uncircumcised individuals. And you shech the carbon Pesach with the Kavana for them, well, they can't eat it. So therefore, the carbon is invalid. Case number two is a little bit different. The Ochlov Shalom Ochlov, the Menuyev Shalom the Molim Ola Arayim, the Tmeim Ola Tahorim. So, what about if I have a mixed Chabura, right? And in my Chabura are people who are circumcised, not circumcised, Tamei Tahar, part of the Chavra, registered, not registered. So, what's the Chabura saying? And I shech the carbon for all these individuals, kosher. The carbon is kosher. So, what say? What is? What does that sound like? What that sounds like is that ultimately, again, Halacha Lamaisa. As long as there are people who are fit to consume the Pesach as part of the Chabura, the presence of quote-unquote unfit individuals does not go ahead and render the carbon invalid. A very important yesod. So the Chabura does not have to be made up entirely of individuals who can eat as long as there are some individuals who can eat even if there are clearly indiv- other individuals who cannot eat, their presence does not invalidate the carbon. If you shech the carbon Pesach before chatzos, the carbon is possible. Right? Why is the carbon possible? Ultimately, again, because it says Because it's pretty explicit. The Pasuk says you're supposed to go ahead and shech the carbon Pesach in the afternoon. In the afternoon, good. So if you shut it before the afternoon, it's possible. Shachto kodun l'tamid. Ah, I both say now, remember, we are experts in the timeline of the Beis HaMikdash. Remember, again, we know what's the order for the afternoon for Erev Pesach. What's the order, right? It's Tamid, right? It's well, the whole order is Tamid, Kitores, Hatavas, Aneros, Pesach. But again, for our purposes, Tamid has to come before the Karban Pesach. However, what happens? Shachto kodun l'tamid. What happens if you shechted the Karban Pesach before the Tamid? What's Talacha? Kasher. Ultimately, again, the carbon is still kasher. Supposed to listen to this. If you shech the carbon Pesach before, ideally you're supposed to shech the Pesach after the Tamid. If you shech the Pesach before the Tamid, of course it's after Chatzos because you can't offer the Tamid before six and a half hours into the day. So if you ended up shechting the Pesach before the Tamid, no problem. But in, what do you do? You wait to go ahead and do the zrika, do the sprinkling of the blood of the Pesach until after the zrika of the blood of the Tamid. But in order to do that, what do you have to do? You have to have a guy, a guy, a coin, who's going to stir the blood of the Pesach until it's time. Why? Because blood congeals. And if you don't go ahead and stir the blood of the Pesach and you're waiting to sprinkle until after the Tamid, the blood's going to congeal and zrika is going to become impossible. So therefore, we'll say three or really four halachas. Halacha number one is if your chabura is comprised entirely of individuals unfit to consume the carbon Pesach, halacha lamaisi your Pesach is possible. Aleph, beis. If your chabura is a mixed chabura, individuals who can eat, individuals who can't eat, carbon is 
Kosher. Halacha number three. Carbon is to be offered after chatzos. If you offer it before chatzos, the carbon is puzzle. Halacha number four. Carbon is to be offered after the tamid. But if you offered it before the tamid, it is kosher. And really halacha number five. If you ended up offering the carbon pesach before the tamid, you really should wait to sprinkle the blood until after the tamid. Until after the tamid. And make sure that the kohen stirs the blood until it's time for the zrika of the blood of the pesach. Beautiful. Says the Yerah as well. Say, Tan Rabbanon, Ketzat Shlodi Ochlov. By the way, what's the K? I, I understand all the cases in the Mishnah, except Shlodi Ochlov. What does it mean if you shech the Pesach for someone who can't eat it? What do you mean someone who can't eat it? To which the Gemara says, Shleshum Chole O Leshum Zakein. That's referring ultimately to someone who is ill or someone who is old. So we'll say can't eat it literally means a person is so ill, so old, that ultimately they just, they just can't eat at least the Kezayis. Remember again, you don't have to eat a lot of Krampesach, but you have to be able to eat at least the Kezayis. So if someone is so infirm that they can't eat a Kezayis, they're not part of the Chabura. Good. Everybody will say, what does it mean, someone who's not registered? Nimnu alav Chabura zu. Chabura cheres. We'll say, for example, it doesn't have to mean a person not registered at all, but it might mean a person is registered for Chabura A, but yet the person shechting the Pesach has in mind, the person from Chabura B has in mind for the person for Chabura A. So it can either mean someone who is just totally unregistered, or someone who's part of a different Chabura. Good. So the Gemara said, So how, how do we know this? How do, how do, how do we know that halacha lamaisa, these halachas are true? So the Gemara said, The Tan Rabbanon, B'michsas. So we'll say, in words, I'm sorry, specifically referring to the Menuyim. How do you know that that carbon Pesach has to be offered up for only for individuals who are registered for that particular Chabura? Because the Pazik says, B'michsas, B'michsas nefashas. We'll say, it's amazingly enough, this is this week's parasha. This is parasha's bow. Right, right, remember again, right after the Torah, it's like, Chodesh Hazalachem, first mitzvah of, of Kiddush HaChodesh. Torah gets into the Allah of the Mamish this week's parasha. What an incredible, what an incredible thing. So the Pazik says, B'michsas, and we translate, Melamei Chena Pesach, Nishchat Ela Lemenuev. So we'll say, we translate the word B'michsas, the, the Pazik, the, the Pazik is, um, uh, so means the number of people. From here you see the Pesach is only shafted for those who are registered on the Pesach. So the Gemara says, uh, I'm sorry, the over a mitzvah So you might have thought, fine, maybe you're supposed to have a registered group for the Pesach. But if you ended up shechting it for those who are not registered, you've violated a positive commandment, but the Pesach is still kosher. The Torah uses a double lashon of to tell you, no, no, no. It's not just an assay, not just a positive commandment to be registered. But it is, a, but it is an immutable law of carbon pesach. You must be registered as part of the chabura, and if you're not counted as part of the chabura, ultimately again you cannot partake, and potentially you invalidate the carbon. Rabbi Omar Rabbi says b'michsas is lashon sursi. So Rabbi posits actually the word b'michsas is actually an Aramaic word. 
closely tala zeh, like a person who says to his friend, go ahead and shecht for me this particular sheep, this particular goat. So again, we both say it's the same idea, it's the same idea, just the question of the etymology of the word. But the point is from b'michsas, we learn about say that there must be a numbered chabura. At the time that you shecht the carbon, it is important to know the number of people and exactly what both say. Remember, it's not just a number, identities. Identities. It has to be known who exactly the person who's shakti must know explicitly who is part of this chabura. All learned out from the word b'michsas, the number of people part of the chabura. Incredible. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Ashkechan Sholom Nuyav, Sholom Ochlov Minai. And I'll say, how do I know that halacha that the people who are part of the Chabura have to be able to eat the carbon Pesach. And for example, if I have a Chabura comprised of people who are old and sick and can't eat, that the carbon is invalid. Amar ish lefi achlo tachosu. The Pasuk says, each person according to his eating shall be counted. Iskish ochlin leminuyin. We ultimately again compare ochlin, those who could eat, to those who are counted. Just like you must have people who are explicitly counted and registered to be part of the Chabura, so to every member of the Chabura must be able to eat. Now, I will say, to be clear, they don't necessarily have to have the same level of appetite. Remember, all you need is for every member of the Chabura to go ahead and eat a kizayis. You have to be physically able to consume a kizayis. If not, you are not part of the Chabura. I say, Samech Aleph Amadez. So I said, this is a fascinating case. What happened if, at the time of the Shechita, you had in mind, ultimately, again, to shecht it for people who are circumcised, right? So again, you, you, have, you, have, a, you have a chabura, you have a chabura of people who are circumcised, and you have, so remember, let me, let me go back for a second. We had in the Mishnah, we had in the Mishnah, that if you have a chabura comprised of people who are circumcised and uncircumcised, what's the status of your carbon Pesach? Kasher. Kasher, right? The only time that invalid individuals, that invalid so compromise the Karam Pesach is when the Chabura is made up entirely of them. But if you have a mixed Chabura, they don't have that. Well, listen to this interesting case. In this case over here, you have in mind, you're shechting it for the circumcised members of the Chabura. But you have Kavana, ultimately, again, look at Rashi, Shachtu, this is a fascinating case. So we'll say, let's listen to this. You, you have a chabura, and in your chabura, you have six guys. Three are circumcised, three are uncircumcised. So you go ahead and you shech the Quran Pesach for the sake of the circumcised individuals. Beautiful. But you have in mind, you have in mind that ultimately, again, the zrika. The spring of blood should be mechaper, should atone for the uncircumcised ones. Now, now what does that mean? Remember, kar, kar, Pesach is not the chatas. There's no atonement here. But what, what you have is your kavana is like this. It's a beautiful kavana. Might be totally fundamentally wrong and ruin everything, but it's a nice thought, which is as follows. You say this, listen, the uncircumcised members of the chabura, they can't eat the Pesach, so they should achieve some level of fulfillment from the karban during the zriga. Now, I both say there's no such thing as this, but this is your kavana. This is your kavana. So we'll say, you hear this? You hear what's happening over here? During the shechita, of course, it's only for the circumcised guys. But ultimately, again, I have in mind that during the zrika, the zrika should, should achieve some level of, we'll call it, mitzvah fulfillment for the uncircumcised individuals. So I will say, now, what is the status of the carbon? Rav Chista, I'm a puzzle. Rav Chista said, you just ruined the carbon. 
you just ruin the carbon because essentially what's happening over here is you you you've, you're, you now have an invalid machshava during zrika. Rava Amar Kasher. Rava says it's Kasher. So well, let's end It's really quite fascinating. Rav Chista Amar Pasul. Rav Chista said it's Pasul. Yesh Machshavas Arelim Bizrika. Because Rav Chista said that essentially Kavana for uncircumcised individuals by Zrika invalidates the carbon. Invalidates the carbon. Rava Amar Kasher in Machshavas Arelim Bizrika. And Rava, excuse me, Rabba. I'm sorry, I keep saying Rabba. Rabba says. That no, 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 a machshava for arelim during Zrika does not invalidate the carbon. I'll say, now look at Rashi just a moment. Well, we'll see. We'll see why. Amarabah. So Rabbah says, where do I know this from? And I mean, Allah. I'll say, how do I know that machshava for arelim during Zrika does not invalidate? So we'll say, it's amazing how fascinating and riveting carbonus could be, right? Sometimes we hear about carbonus. Ah, oh, carbonus. Let's see, this is fascinating. Incredible. Incredible. So Rabbah says, so how do I know? That a machshava for arelim during zrika does not invalidate the carbon. Watch this. Disanyo, yochol yifsol b'nei chabura b'ayin imo. You might have thought as follows. You might have thought I will say that when there is an RL who is part of the group, right? You have an RL that's part of the group. I will say, by the way, I want to point out, just so you know, we'll get to this, but who's the RL over here? Who's the RL over? Well, actually, I'm going to leave it. So the Gemara says as follows. So you might have thought that the presence of an RL as part of a chabura should go ahead and invalidate the entire Chabura. Look at Rashi. Yachol Yifsol Aro B'nei Chabura Abayin Imro. Shenu alav molin v'aro shemeis achamach masmila v'shachal l'shem kulam yachol Yifsol. So you might have thought that Allah I just want to point out over here. The RL in question over here is not the guy who doesn't care about Mila. But rather, it's actually, we'll get into this. It's an interesting situation of Mesu Achav Machmas Mila. That ultimately, again, if you have a situation in a family where, let's say, Rahman al-Litzlan, this man's two older brothers died as a result of Mila. Two or three, we'll discuss. Died of Mila, so we wouldn't circumcise such a child. But say today, we probably know that that's a sign of hemophilia. Right, the family suffers from hemophilia. If there's a clotting disorder, so a baby could absolutely die from brismila. From brismila. So let's say now you have an individual, ultimately again, who's uncircumcised, not because he doesn't care about mila, but just because of, of, of a physical mitzvah. So now watch this. You might have thought that the presence of an RL in the chabura maybe invalidates the entire chabura. Vidinhu hoil va'arla poselas v'tuma poselas. Because I would have thought like this. Just like our law being uncircumcised apostles and Tuma also apostles, meaning, right, you can't participate in the current Pesach. Ultimately, again, if you are, if you are Tame, Ma Tuma, Lo Osa Ba Miktsas Tuma Kichol Tuma, just like I will say, ultimately, again, by Tuma, what we'll call partial Tuma is not like full Tuma. In other words, if you have a Chabura, and in the Chabura is a mixture, some are Tame, some are Tar. The Chabura is still fit, right? The Chabura is still a good Tom Toma. Af Arla, lo Asuba mixes Arla Kicholk Arla. Say for both sides, say the same thing by Arelim. If you have a Chabura that's made up of some people who are circumcised, some people who aren't circumcised, ultimately the Chabura is still fit. In other words, I will say, just like by Tuma, if you have a Chabura where some people are Tame, some people are Tar, the Chabura is still okay. The presence of the Tameim does not ruin the Pesach for the Tahorim. So do I would say the presence of the RL does not go ahead and ruin the, ruin the Karim Pesach for those who are circumcised. Or perhaps you could say the following. So I can say like this. Since being uncircumcised, 
apostles the carbon, right? Or I should say, being uncircumcised ultimately prevents you from eating the carbon. And zman posel. The boss say, what does this mean, zman posel? Rashi points out, shachto almanas lechol heimeno kizayis chutz lezmano. Boss say, let's say you shech the carbon pesach, or you shech any carbon for that matter, with the intention of eating a kizayis of that carbon outside of the prescribed time. So just like our lepasels, zman pasels. Mazman asaba mikzas zman kicholzman. So we'll say, remember, even if you only have to eat a, mind eat a kezayis of the carbon outside of the prescribed times, which we'll say means I'm going to eat 99.999% of the carbon in the right time. I'm only eating one kezayis outside of the prescribed time. We'll say, what's that lacha? What's that lacha? The carbon is possible. So what do you see in this case? You see, even a little psul, a little psul does what? Ruins everything. So, so to I might say, af arla asaba mixas arla kechal arla, then maybe even one arl ruins it for the rest. So, we'll say, here we hear what's happening over here. What do you compare the arl to? Do you compare the arl to a case of tumma? Or do you compare the oral to a case of Zman? If you compare it to Tumas, so you'd say, just like if one person's Tameh, he doesn't ruin it for the rest of the Chabura, so too if one person's an oral, he doesn't ruin it for the rest of the Chabura. Or do you compare oral to Zman, to, a, to where a person has Kavana to eat one little Kizai, so the carbon outside of the prescribed time, and again, a willingness, or I should say not willingness, an intention to eat one little Kizai outside of the prescribed time invalidates what? The carbon is in entirety. So to maybe one little laurel also goes ahead and invalidates the entire chabura. Nira lemidome. Done it. So let's see. Which one is an aral milk more comparable to? Is he more comparable to a guy who's tamir tizman? So the Gemara says, Nira lemidome. Donin davar she'inonoi bechal azvachim. Midavar she'inonoi bechal azvachim. Let's compare something that does not exist by all carbonos to something that does not exist by all carbonos. Sorry, Nira, let me do Darashain Let's compare something that does not exist or does not apply to all carbonos for something that does not apply to all carbonos. But I will say, ultimately, again, don't apply Zman that applies to all Zman. So you will say, the invalidation, ultimately, again, of Zman applies to all Karbanos, right? Every single Karban has a window of consumption. See, so I will say, Tuma, as we're going to see, as well as RL, doesn't necessarily apply to all different types of Karbanos. So we'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. It's in the middle, middle of Rashi, Zman Posel, right by the two dots there. Rashi said, Tuma, Zvachim. Let's listen to this. Interestingly enough, the only time that Arel and Tame is an unequivocal psul is by Pesach. Isn't this fascinating? If, if you're an Arel, if you're an Arel, whereas you can't bring the carbon, you could appoint the Shaliach to go out and bring the carbon on your behalf. If you're Tame, you can't bring the carbon, but you could appoint the Shaliach. The only time that you are precluded from participating in a natural carbonic service, if you're an RL or Tameh, is Pesach. So this is fascinating. So the psul of RL and Pesach, excuse me, the psul of RL and Tameh does not apply in every single situation, but the psul of Zman does. Therefore, it makes more sense to apply RL and Tameh, or I should say, to equate RL and Tameh, than it does to equate RL and Zman. And therefore, again, the limud should be 
just as if members of the Chabura are Tameh. Some members are Tameh. They don't ruin the Pesach for those who are Tahar. So too, if some are Reglin, they don't go ahead and ruin it for those who are not. The Gemara says, okay, you can say something a little bit different. Donin davar shalom hotar michlalo, mi davar shalom hotar michlalo. Or maybe, no, we should, we should compare, we should compare Aral to Zman, because I will say Aral and Zman, there are no dispensations. Whereas Tuma, there is a dispensation. I will say, we'll discuss this. What's the dispensation for Tuma? Tuma Hotshav at Sibor. I will say, when 51% of Klal Yisrael is Tame, the laws of Tuma are effectively suspended. So what do we compare? So we'll say here the Shaila, do we compare Aral to Tuma or do we compare Aral to Zman? Tamad Lomar, Zos. Therefore, the Pasuk says, Zos. Zos. But we'll say, Zos chukasa pesach, kol benecha lo yochabo. What does that mean? Rashi says, Zos chukasa pesach, sibahi parshasa, kol orel lo yochabo. Zos. My Zos. Ilema dekula arla pasla, mitzasala pasla. See, if you say that, what it means is, only an entire chabura of arelim invalidate the carbon. But if some of the chabura are arelim, that does not invalidate the carbon. Rather, here's what it must say. Just quickly, It is only when the entire Chabura ultimately again are Arelim, but if some of the Chabura are Arelim, they do not ruin it for everyone else. Maybe you'll say the same thing is by Zrika. That ultimately, again, we'll, say, you know we'll, we'll, we'll stop over here. We'll pick up with the Mirat Hashem. I'm leaving off a little bit mid-discussion. Remember, we're leaving off with the Shaila that I both say. The Shaila we're leaving off with is as follows. You shechted the carbon for, for Lamulin, for those who are Nimol. And ultimately, again, but you had in mind that the Zrika should affect some type of fulfillment for the Arelim. Does that go ahead and invalidate the carbon or not? To be a Mirat Hashem answer tomorrow. Shkayach Abosai.